from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I'm your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and I get to have the pleasure today of visiting with Ross Williams, uh, who is the founder of Modern Profits and ModernProfitsCruise.com. We're going to talk with Ross a little bit about why he's so awesome. He's Rossum, and about why, uh, how he got started in the entrepreneurial world just because he didn't want to start partying or stop partying. So welcome out to the show, Ross. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. So what was that first thing in your life where you realized maybe you're an entrepreneur? The first thing in my life, I mean, back even when I was a child, I remember drawing uh, these photos and walking around my neighborhood trying to sell them for 10 cents a piece door to door. Um, so it kind of started that as a kid. And then as I got a little bit older, I started going door to door trying to get people to let me do car washes um, and anything basically just to kind of start my own little business as a kid. Um, I was always working. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think sometimes, you know, entrepreneurs, it's pretty quick, right? Like you start realizing that you, you see things differently. Uh, than your friends pretty quickly. Um, so you were, you were telling me a little bit of a story about you know how your business kind of started and started doing event marketing. Uh, recap that for us. Yeah, so I actually started off in outside sales. Um, interestingly enough, I was in beauty supply sales. Um, I was wholesaling to hair salons. And I had had to change, the company I was working for had changed their distribution model and they were going from direct distribution, which means my whole department basically was eliminated. So I had to change companies. And in doing so, I took about a $12,000 year pay cut. Um, so I basically was looking at my budget and I said, man, I either got to stop going out on the weekends or find a way to make an extra grand a month. And um, it kind of just, it started off, I uh, a bar asked me if I could help them out to bring in a crowd. And so it kicked off, I think on Saturday tailgate parties during football season. They asked me to come out and, and build a build an event for them. So I built this thing where we brought out cornhole boards and beer pong tables and produced this whole Saturday event. Uh, people would come. They'd literally come in at, at 10 a.m. for breakfast, brunch, buckets of beer, hang out by lunch. 10 p.m. They're, they're having dinner and still, still there. So we turned this thing into like a mecca on a Saturday, and it kind of just spiraled into my, my event business. Um, so basically the bar was paying me to be there paying me to, or giving me a free bar tab. And so I was able to uh, not only make that extra thousand bucks a month, but save a thousand because I wasn't spending money on, on uh, any drinks or, or food. So it was pretty awesome. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. Awesome. So, you know, it's amazing how often, you know, our, the things that spark the entrepreneurial spirit are, you know, it's necessity. Sometimes we have an amazing idea and we just feel the call to chase that. And sometimes it's like, I'm not willing to make an adjustment to my lifestyle. How do I get creative and solve, solve this? Uh, right. It sounds like yours was a little bit of combination of those two where you found something you already enjoyed and leveraged it into an opportunity. What, um, you know, it's one thing to get cornhole board, boards and, and throw an event. How did you actually start getting people there? I actually did it through Facebook and it was before they even had Facebook ads. So I had to do everything manually. You know, I was just requesting uh, friends that set up an event page, request friends to come. I do posts. I call people, text them, get them to come out, uh, word of mouth, and basically just created an environment that they weren't getting anywhere else. 
um, and giving them something to do more than just watching a football game, but creating an experience. And it, it just kind of spread like wildfire. It's amazing back in the early days of Facebook, right, where you could do an event and have people just share it and it could be uh, it could local events could share kind of virally. Now yeah. you've got to put some fuel on the fire yourself and, and do that. But I think the same principles are the same, right? You got to make something interesting that people yeah. want to share and want to attend. But, you know, just because of Facebook's current setup, you, you might have to pay to play to get some exposure. Yeah, you got to definitely make the, the event unique and desirable so people want to come to it. Because now, because of Facebook, lots of people are doing events because it became easier to get that reach. So you definitely have to make yourself stand apart, create some, a unique experience uh, for the consumer and something they can't get somewhere else. So what, what type of events um, would you say are good opportunities for businesses to do these days? So we kind of rolled when, we, when I, I kind of moved past the, the weekly like happy hours and things like that. We still, I still do restaurant and bar marketing um, to help them build those. But I grew into more an events um, driven business where I do New Year's Eve parties, St. Patrick's Day parties. We do, I even sometimes just do costume parties just because I want to wear a certain costume, honestly. <laughs> like we just put <laughs> stuff together. Um, so I do uh, group cruises. A lot of times uh, my friends are sitting around and they're like, man, I wish there was something, you know, like X, Y, Z that we could all do together. And I'll just go build it and create it um, and make it happen. So a lot of times just for businesses, just ask your customers what they want to do or what they would like to do. What, what's their dream vacation? What, what's the perfect night out on the town? What's the reason for them to get dressed up and do a weekend, you know, event um, or things like that. And then you literally just build it. You just come up with a concept and build it. So a lot of it's just being willing to actually experiment and try, right? So mm -hmm. it, so many businesses will talk about what they think they should do or what they might be able to do, but they never actually just, you know, pull their, pull their customers and then take action. Um, exactly. How important is that just uh, in, in events, just moving from the idea stage into the action taking stage? Oh, it's a hundred percent important. Um, you definitely have to take action. You have to create it and you know, you don't always get a winner, but, um, it's, it's pretty hard to get a loser actually though, you know, so, so sometimes you're knocking out of the park, but like there's always some sort of interest and, um, a lot of events, even if they break even, if you create a really good customer experience that, that then they're talking about it, it builds your audience, you build your following. So each event becomes easier and easier as those people are like, oh my God, these events are so awesome. They're always fun. It's a great time. It, it builds it kind of organically just through that experience. So they get bigger each time. Yeah. If you get that, if you have one event that maybe it wasn't, doesn't quite hit all your metrics, but it creates a little bit of FOMO for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Right. And that network, what now you, a lot of what you've done historically is localized events, right? But then you're starting to do destination events and vacations mm -hmm. and other things. Um, how has that changed, you know, how you have to approach marketing as you think about uh, a larger audience? Um, so as far as doing destination events, it changes the marketing quite a bit because the tricky part is getting people to most people, 80% of your people are going to buy tickets to your event the two to three days before. When you're doing a destination event, I need them paid in full 90 days in advance, which means I got to start marketing them a year to a year and a half in advance somehow get them committed with deposits or some sort of micro commitments along the way uh, to, to park, spark their interest. And you also got to do a lot more education. You got to teach them about how that cruise ship works or how the hotels or the resorts work so that they have an understanding of why 
they need to book early and get in there and they got to start planning early. So you got to constantly stay in front of them with, with education um, and knowledge and, and just that base time. Um, you also have to get into a little bit more of phone calls and texting and emails where your local events, um, you know, you don't quite have to be as aggressive with, with the personal contact. You can kind of rely on the social media. When you start doing destination events, you got to give it a lot more personal contact and education for sure. So um, you're working on the Modern Profits Cruise. Is this the first that you've done of that uh, in that iteration or that concept? It is the first uh, Modern Profits Cruise um, for entrepreneurs. It's not the first cruise I've done. So I've been doing uh, a group cruise for about um, eight years now where I take about 400 people on a group destination vacation. Um, and what's happened is I've noticed that every time these people come on this vacation and it's literally just for a fun time, right? We do costume parties every night. We do beach parties. We do networking events. We just get people kind of like intermingled together. I've noticed that when they get off that boat, those friendships maintain and they stay for a long period of time. And a lot of these people have gone on that boat with one or two people and walked off that boat with two or 300 like friends that they actually stay in contact with, that they hang out with, that they do things with every weekend. And I saw this and I saw this connection within the community. And I thought to myself, how do I take this connection that I'm building for a local community and offer it for an entrepreneurial community, which is kind of where I really love to sit and I love going to these conferences. So I, that's why I put together the Modern Profits Cruise because I want to give that same opportunity for entrepreneurs to connect that I'm giving to just local, you know, party goers. So we're right. combining uh, the essence of a conference and learning experience with, with top notch expert industry speakers with networking events that are going to help to break the ice, get these entrepreneurs out of the introverted selves and into the extroverted selves so they can actually meet each other. Um, we're going to do excursions and beach parties together so that you're not only learning, and networking, but you're connecting as friendships. So um, I truly believe that if, entre if entrepreneurs, when they spend all that time together on a destination, uh, learning networking vacation, that when they build these friendships, they're gonna be able to take their businesses to a, a whole new level than if they're just out there exchanging business cards. So that's my goal with this, is really to help these entrepreneurs create true long-lasting relationships and friendships, um, and together we can build a lot more. So, and when is the cruise, and how long have you been planning it? So the cruise is in October. Um, it's October 21st. I have been working on this. The, the idea came to fruition, honestly, about two years ago. Um, and, and I started kind of looking into what it would take to pull this off. Um, as far as actual planning the event, once I decided to pull the trigger, we're looking. Um, I've been working on it probably for almost a year now um, in the planning stages, uh, booking the cruise, locking it in, getting all the facilities on the, on board the boat, um, all the marketing, the websites, everything up and running. So it's, it's been, it's definitely been a, a task, but I'm super excited about it. And, um, you know, we're, we're rocking and, and ready to roll with it. So, so obviously people should go to modernprofitscruise.com and check that out. What lessons have, uh, like, are you learning from that experience and from other event planning? Like when you plan 18 months, two years out for an event, what are the like marketing lessons that can be applied into people's business in the, in the short term? So basically one thing I've learned, especially when doing these cruises um, and bigger events like this is you have to ask the consumer and, and, and people like that are visiting your websites. 
what did you see on my website? How did, how did have them explain your own event to you? Cause a lot of times what happens, what I look at that makes perfect sense to me, they look at it and they're confused. So, you know, I actually just last week went on, I had, I had a bunch of people come to me asking me questions and I said, well, that information's right on the homepage, but they weren't grabbing it. So I went on there and I literally just reworded or, or broke it down in a different manner. So, and, and I do that every week. So every week I, when I find people that, oh, we went to your website, we're excited, we're going to go on your cruise. I'm like, great, tell me about your experience on the website. Tell me about, what, did, were you confused at all? Did everything make sense? So you have to constantly adjust that. And what I find is every year, even with, with uh, the cruise I've been doing for seven years, the, the Ultimate Party Cruise, we, um, every year it gets better and better and better because people are like, I was a little confused on this part here or, or, you know, or if they call me and ask me a question, you take that question and you go change something on your website. So that question no longer exists. Um, it, and you have to constantly. Yeah. It, it blows my mind that how often like an entrepreneur will be, will get stuck on something and say, well, I really like how this, how the website's laid out. And it's like, well, that's great. But the website's not for you, the business owner, the website's for right. the consumer or your clients. And so if it's not clear and if you're not willing to change and make adjustments and, and change what the, uh, you know, the call to actions or change things, the information to improve that, you really, you're going to be leaving clients and money on the table. Right. So, right. um, that's so you, you're like to kind of summarize your, uh, your idea there, it's hyper like being reactive and adjusting your marketing and your messaging and your website based on the feedback that comes. And you're constantly pulling your clients to see what should be updated and changed. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just reactive. It's also proactive. So you have to react to the questions that come to you, but sometimes you have to go dig for those questions as well. So you have to actually ask people, you know, what was your experience? Did this make sense? Does that make sense? Um, and, and get them to, because sometimes they're hesitant to tell you, you know, they don't want to, you know, but you have to do that. And you got to make those tweaks and changes so that each, each time you do it, it becomes easier and easier for the masses to understand. Absolutely. So you've done uh, a lot of different types of events. What are the hardest types of events to fill? And, uh, and what are the lessons from that? So, um, you know, it's funny that the, some of the hard, one of the hardest events I do actually is the New Year's Eve party. Um, and it's just because it's grown to the pure size of it. And we, we go to do the production and you got multiple stages and lighting and sound. I have four DJs. We got to figure out where to place the bars, the structure. And um, this one that we just did, I think we had about 8,000 people come to it. So you're just talking about a massive, massive event. Um, but then you're talking about from a marketing and sales standpoint, the scaling of it. How do you get 8,000 people to show up to one place at one time on that most heavily marketed night of the year? And I'm in a city, Orlando, where we have, you know, Disney, Universal Studios, Wall Street, Church Street. We got major nightclubs. And here I am in the middle of a neighborhood street getting 8,000 people to come to me instead of going to these venues. So it's really a, a lot to do with um, building an audience retargeting and educating that audience to come out to your event. So, um, you know, there's in the entrepreneurial world, there's a handful of types of events, right? There's kind of your, uh, your low ticket to free where they just want to fill up an audit, a massive, you know, as many people as you can yep. get them in there, right? They're doing a lot of free tickets and things like that. And then you move into like the low ticket meet mid ticket range, 
or maybe a ticket's a couple hundred dollars. But then you go up into those higher level, let's just call them a thousand dollars plus uh, either, mm-hmm. you know, high level or mastermind type things, right? How does marketing change with each of those steps? It's, it changes dramatically. Um, the higher the ticket price, the more education is going to come into it and the slower it's going to take for that person to make a decision. So um, it also, the stress of it from the event planner is, you know, you, you're, you're on the line you typically for a lot more um, expense. So you need those people to buy early, but at the same token, they're naturally educating themselves to buy later. So you have to kind of fight that battle on the high ticket. But it's 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 about all the levels. It's about staying in front of them. At the high ticket, it's a lot more education. So your your commercials, your ads, your posts have to be teaching them why they need to come to the event, about the event, um, the importance of it. Um, the low ticket, um, it's it's kind of just give them something that that they're going to want to come to. Um, you got to kind of oversell it to see who shows up. And then the middle ticket, again, it's kind of right there. <laughs> it sits in the middle of the too. Yeah. So. You're still going to do a little bit of both, but you may not have to do it as heavily. So as the price goes up too, as I mentioned before, it becomes more hands-on. You might have to call them, you know, and talk to them on the phone, schedule, you know, some appointments or texting conversations, um, answering those questions uh, to get them on the high tickets. There's usually less questions with the lower tickets. So it's a, it's an easier, more direct marketing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, so the, the price point goes up, the touch points, the, education, the intimacy, like all of that has to increase as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and probably things like changing really what the ma- the big benefit is for attending, right? Because the sacrifice is greater, both from, you know, right. at least financially. Right. Uh, so you got to educate them. What, why should they sacrifice? So. Yeah. What, uh, what, you know, when you, as you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, you see a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, attend events, but you know, then you've got your consumer facing, opportunities. What would you say the major difference is um, from marketing to like consumer facing opportunities where it's come to a party and just have a good time is probably the main call to action and, you know, business facing like with, with uh, modern profits crews. Yeah. So with a consumer based event, it's, it is, it's more about, um, you know, what's cool. Uh, so that unique, you know, costume or experience or who's the DJ or the, the band and, and just, Hey, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, come on out, all your friends are going to be here type deal. Um, when you switch over to the entrepreneurial, uh, that mindset isn't the fun party. It's the, what am I going to learn? How's it going to increase my business? Can I apply this to my business right away to make, to get results out of it? Who am I going to meet that can change my business? So it, it evolves into, um, what am I going to get out of it that's actually going to change my life versus I'm just going to have a good time on a Friday night. So you got to really pinpoint that marketing with the entrepreneur um, as to what's going to impact their business through your event. What uh, I'm sure, you know, through doing all of these events as well as your entrepreneurial journey, you've had, a, you've had some obstacles. Like what's one of the biggest challenges you've had to face and how'd you overcome it? So... Some of the challenges, I mean, some of the challenges is basically getting the help, right? So I'm like a one-man band. So I've been doing the, the graphics, the web pages, the marketing, the planning the event, this, the scheduling, the hiring, the entertainment, the everything from start to finish. So the biggest 
um, hurdle or obstacle is actually breaking that down so that you can actually have people come in and help you do certain things. Being able to actually release tasks, right? Like I was also the cameraman and the videographer for, for so long too. Um, and you just have to kind of learn that you can't, even if you can do everything, you can't do everything all at one time. So you have to uh, relinquish yourself of certain tasks and find a good team of people to help you. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to grow and you're going to be stuck at this certain level. Yeah. And you're going to start seeing a, a diminished output from each of the roles, right? Like if you're trying to be the videographer for 8,000, an 8,000 person New Year's, New Year's Eve event, you're also not going to be as good of a host, right? Because you're going right, to be exactly. one, of, one of the two is going to suffer. Um, and so how, how have you been starting to do that? Have you been leaning in towards uh, delegation and teamwork? Yeah, so basically, um, probably about a year or two ago, I really started looking into the first thing I probably was comfortable giving up was the, um, the photography and, and videography. And it's really difficult for me because I'm very particular about photos for my events. Event photography is very different from studio photography or, uh, you know, object photography. So I, I've had it blaze through a lot of photographers where I'm like, man, I, I do that better than you. And I'm not even trained. Like, so it's, it's very difficult. So you just kind of got to go through them for a while. I still did it, even though I hired them because if they sucked, I needed a backup plan. So, right. but then once I found a team of, you know, two, three, four, five photographers I could count on, um, you know, that I could trust, then I was able to step away from that. And the same thing with the videographers. Um, I now have teams of DJs and musicians that I know I can count on that are going to show up with the equipment they need and all of that. Um, and then one thing that I've actually just done recently is these events have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I just reached out to my network and I said, Hey, who in here loves to do events, loves to be a host, likes to be the social butterfly, wants to be involved. And what's crazy is I had 85 people reach out to me uh, via Facebook after I did that post on Facebook. And um, I said, wow, I, I didn't realize there was that much response. So I literally made an event for six days later. I, I called a venue. I booked this thing. We got it out. I put together a PowerPoint presentation. We had 20 of those 80 people actually show up to the live event on a Wednesday night. And I gave them a whole PowerPoint of here's the areas I need help. And they filled out applications. They said and said which areas they want to help in. And so now I have a team of 20 people to reach out to um, whenever I need help for whatever purpose. And 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 it's it's pretty cool. I was really not expecting that. And it was a nice little transition for me to realize there's a lot of people out there that want to help or want to be involved. Um, so just asking in that manner. And now it's a matter of okay, now I have to to break things down and delegate specific tasks them and bring them on board and start training them and teaching them. Um, but I just know that it's going to help go grow tenfold uh, by having a team behind me that can help. It, it sounds like, you know, that's actually kind of a repeating theme with you, right? It's creating an open feedback loop where you see, you have to go proactively solicit what's working, what's needed. Hey, mm -hmm. put it out there that you need help or that you're looking for people. Right. But then being, and then when that comes through, right, you're working through it as well. And, um, you know, it seems, uh, that with each part of your business, that's become part of how you do this is really just finding out who's available, who wants to help, what, what kind of things they're looking for, what makes sense to them, what doesn't and adjusting quickly. Yeah, you definitely have to adjust quickly and make some changes, but you also have to be open-minded and, and, and listen to feedback because it's not about me. It's about the community. Um, 
that we're making these events for. What are some of your big goals for 2019? So for 2019, A, we want to sell out the Modern Profits Cruise. Um, I, I, my goal is to get 400 entrepreneurs on that ship and create 400 friendships. I want everyone coming off that boat with not business cards, but true relationships. Um, I am cool. also launching the Modern Profits Party, which is going to be a monthly networking event for entrepreneurs as well. Um, that's going to be a community where you, we're also going to have an online um, trainings and uh, speakers and stuff as well that they can connect cool. to. So even if you can't make the event, you can still get the information. Um, so that's my uh, one of my goals here for that as well. And then to bring in the um, you know my American Happy Hour uh, consumer parties, and those are starting to take off um, substantially with my different partnerships and stuff. So. Very cool. So lots of good stuff. With the Modern Profits Cruise, October 21st, 2019, where is that departing from? Where is it going? So the cruise is going out of Port Canaveral, Florida. Um, it's on a Monday. We board, board the ship, and it's going to Nassau, Bahamas. It's going to the private island of Coco Cay. Um, it's on Royal Caribbean's Mariner of the Seas. This boat, I actually just toured it last month, and it is absolutely beautiful. Um, the facilities and the venues in there are going to be amazing. Um, so that's really, really awesome. The island of Coco Cay, by the time we cruise, they will have a $160 million renovation finished. It's going to be like the number one like private island in the world. Absolutely unbelievable. It honestly looks like a vacation resort, private island. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, we're out of Port Canaveral. We go to Nassau in the Bahamas. We go to the Coco Cay. Um, it's a Monday to a Friday, so it's a nice five days um, to feel the experience. We already have a dozen like top-notch speakers lined up to speak with you, and it's going to be the perfect blend of conference, networking parties, and vacation all wrapped up into one. Very cool. So, and it sounds like people, uh, one of the things they're going to need to get sorted out, they're going to have to have a passport, right? Actually, you do not have they to don't? have a passport. Very cool. No. Good. So this particular cruise, it's the one loophole in all the cruises because it's going from Florida to the Bahamas. Um, you can get on board with a certified birth certificate or a passport. So either go. one. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, so I always like to say that, you know, from entrepreneurship is about building the life you want. It actually seems like that's what you do is you use your entrepreneurship to fuel your lifestyle. What's one major item on your personal bucket list that you want to accomplish in 2019? So personal, when you take you, so you're saying step away from the business world, That's which right. is very difficult for us entrepreneurs to do because yes, it is personal for us. Um, honestly, right now I'm on a mission. Um, I'm four weeks steady back into the gym, so I'm on a mission to get my college body back. Um, I want to get lean and be in shape so that by the time we hit this cruise, I'm gonna look good, good on the beach. Nice. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. So please guys go check out modernprofitscruise.com. You can learn more about Ross Williams there. Um, he's got, you know, a ton of websites and other places you can find him too. Uh, I'll link to more of those things uh, in the description. If you're listening on iTunes or on, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, check down below, but thank you all so much. Thanks Ross for coming out. Now it's thank your you turn. You got it. It's your turn. Go out and do something. 
Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. Please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.